On today's Sports and Rec, we recap major storylines from weeks one and two of the NFL season. Before previewing week three games, we discuss the Ben Simmons 76ers drama and make some predictions for the Ryder Cup. Then we continue our Parks and Rec rewatch with a discussion of episodes 20, 21, and 22 of season six. Hope you enjoy the pod. To Sports and Rec. I'm Anthony Restivo alongside Casey McGarvey. Today is Friday, September 24th, and we are officially back, and so is football. We we missed the first uh, two weeks of the season, but we're here to talk about it all. Uh, week three as well, um, but the first two weeks of the NFL season are under the uh, in the books, so to speak, and are the Bucks the best team in the NFL right now? Ooh, that's a tough question. I don't know if it's a tough question. Um, Unexpected to be asking, though. I know a lot of people pencil them know. into the Super Bowl, but like I they still wasn't thinking. They their entire roster from their Super Bowl team, so I don't know if it's unexpected. I just, I, no matter how used to we get to Brady, it's still more and more and more amazing every year. He's just, he's unbelievable absolutely unbelievable so i think brady's more the amazing thing around that i mean he is stacked on the offensive side of the ball and their defense is great but brady's the best quarterback in the league at 44 years old it's um it's, it's so crazy to think like i don't even have words any, anymore like he is definitely the best quarterback that's ever played in, in the nfl like that's bar none now and like he just keeps adding on his legacy like the only other person that could like it, it's making me wonder: Is LeBron going to be the same situation? Are we going to be watching LeBron play at a similar level to what he's capable of now, eight years from now? <laughs> I think you can already say though, like LeBron's not on Brady's level. LeBron's dealt with injuries. We're 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 seeing yeah. signs of LeBron's body breaking down. Like it's not breaking down yet, but they're like last year was tough on his body, and it's. Brady, you have never seen that. He's like a freaking robot. Um, but you're right. There's what? What is there left to say? Like, there's no other adjective out there. He's he's beating Father Time. Like, he's an anomaly. He's the first it's, person to beat Father Time so far. It's it's unbelievable that and like no signs of slowing down. Like every year we've thought this. I think we've thought this for the last uh, somewhere between. Six to ten years, I'll say. God, when did Max Kellerman make that comment? Like, 
that was a while, long time ago that it was breaking down. Um, and, uh, and that was early. It's not a knock on LeBron. Like LeBron is a superstar and one of the top five NBA players of all time. And his body is even breaking down. Like father time is catching up to him. It's just not human what he's doing. Yeah, I will say, I know Brady gets sacked and gets hit and tackled and stuff like that. LeBron's is a little, I think from like a physical breakdown standpoint, Brady's been able to have some, it's, it's a tough conversation, but you know what I mean? Like LeBron's body is constantly moving. Like when he's out on the court, but I mean, and, and absorbing contact. Cause he's a big guy. So he's like a tight end down at the post. Like, so he'll like bang bodies with some guys that are big. I'm just saying that he's like running constantly. Where like Brady's like handing the ball off or, or, you know, like he's dropping back, not getting hit on every drop back, you know, that kind of thing. Basketball is physical, but not as physical as football. Like it's not close. I think overall, I'm talking about Brady throughout his career. And like, I know he gets sacked, but maybe that happens like a couple times a game. He's not running the ball that often. And I don't know, like, I, it's, 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 hard. it's a, but you know what I'm saying though? It's like LeBron's not for lack of like, he's dealing with a lot too. Um, I, understand, I, I think I mean, his like minutes and stuff is like adding up to him. Cause he's also been playing since he's 18. It, like you said, it wasn't a knock on LeBron, oh. um, but to that argument, there'd be more quarterbacks playing 20, 25 years. Um, it, I mean, it just takes one hit in the NFL. I don't think LeBron's ever been tackled by someone 300 pounds and driven into the ground. No, um, no. And it's Tom Brady for how quickly he gets the ball out. Like the timing he does to find his receiver and get the ball out is, is amazing what he does to protect his body. Um, and then his crazy diets and everything else. I don't even know anything about that, but he's, he's brilliant in the pocket. He just gets the ball out so fast. He doesn't allow people to hit him, which has yeah. elongated his career, which is another amazing thing with how smart he is in the pocket. Yeah. And I think the, I, I always go back to like Drew Brees retired last year at 39. I think Peyton Manning was around the same age. He's played five years <laughs> past that. And so people say the next best quarterback is Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady has just as many NFC titles as Aaron Rodgers does. Like, come on people. Like there's no one close. It's not, it's not a conversation about any other quarterback that's ever played playing now ever. It's just, there's, there's nobody. There's nobody. There's just it's it's not an argument, the talking point, a conversation. Yeah, and the system quarterback conversation is gone. Like he's not just a Belichick quarterback. Like is is being a system quarterback a bad thing though? No, but I think it's more of uh, it's pointing out like a, a layer of privilege or or um, luck, right? Like it's it's just like with injury luck and anything else. It's just you. It's not like a negative. It's just kind of saying. I don't see it as a negative, but I think Everybody it's kind of just saying like negative. I get what you're saying, but he, well, he, it's just like if, if does Brady have the career if he's with the Jets? I don't know. I don't know. You or, can say that or, or does yeah? There's so many. That's what I mean. There, it leads to too many open like uh, sliding doors. Like I don't know, but I think there's an element to it. Like you know how many quarterbacks have gone by the wayside of being in the, uh, the Bengals system, the Chargers system when like Ryan Leaf was drafted and. Some of these guys are supposed to be really talented athletes and it didn't pan out that way. Is I mean, if Drew Bledsoe never gets hit, we don't know. It's a 20-year anniversary of that. Like, if that doesn't happen, we might never know. 
Um, I think they, they take, everybody turns the system quarterback thing into a negative. Um, he's clearly an extremely talented quarterback. He fits every system. So he plays within the system, I think. I don't think he goes outside of the system. Like he doesn't create like a, um, like a Patrick Mahomes sometimes just create something. I don't think Tom Brady's creative like that because he knows his system so well and he's so smart. He stays within the system and he's just a winner, clearly. Yeah. I mean, the argument could be had for Kobe and MJ, right? They won only with Phil Jackson. So was Phil Jackson the reason they won? I mean, I'm sure he played a factor, but like, it's that's why you can't really like discount it just because they played with a great coach and had great players around them and, and did what they needed to do. And a lot of other things broke their way, but like Kobe didn't win after Phil left and the like MJ won when Phil got there. I don't know how much of those things are tied to each other, but like also I'm watching Matt Jones play in Bill Belichick system and I'm not seeing the same like ability that Tom Brady was bringing well, to it. I know he's, he's a rookie, so Tom it's, Brady you know, wasn't great in his first year. He took him to the Super Bowl, found a way, but his numbers weren't like iPod. No, I know. That's what I mean. But like, I'm not like watching it being like, wow, look at Matt Jones. Well, I'm seeing like a solid like player do well. And like Cam Newton didn't do great in the system. And Brian Hoyer, it has its limits, right? Um, of Phil course Jackson, did, uh, Phil Jackson yeah. didn't win every year. So like, there's a layer of like, sure a system a quarterback can benefit from a system in place but also like you need the quarter the player to to bring their their talent level to the to the necessary extreme but yes that's why i think it's it's not as negative as it generally is uh you know and brady picked to go to tampa bay like he decided to go to tampa bay so it's clearly somewhere he wanted to be I mean, Bruce Arians isn't Bill Belichick, but he's not a bad football coach. Like he's been around, he knows what he's doing, and he's surrounded by weapons. Yeah. Um, he's just cashing in, so yeah. he's laughing all the way to the bank. He's doing just fine. Um, yeah. yeah, we may have found we may have found our weekly NFC Tom Brady team. segment. I feel he might be the most talked about athlete on the pod. I mean, if he throws four touchdowns every week for the rest of the season, he'd be in like the hundred touchdown range right now because he got the extra game too. So I mean, records are going to be broken moving forward because he got a whole another game to play in but i mean he's throwing nine touchdowns in two games which is i, I know it's not sustainable it's I not i don't gonna think he'll last, throw four but, touchdowns every game god I mean, but i'm just saying we would be talking about him like this if that's what he ends up doing i don't think it's going to happen but he's going to have his one touchdown game or you know no touchdown game but it's just incredible that he's doing a step 44 and i think it's clear the bucks are the likely team to, to be in the Super Bowl from then. Watch out for crazy. I just keep we keep thinking, yeah. We keep thinking that they're uh the fall off's gonna happen and maybe it will at some point. Um just probably it's not showing like it is this year though. So. <laughs> not this year. It isn't this year, that's for sure. Yeah. Um speaking of other rookie quarterbacks, we've seen a few um playing right now we mentioned mac jones zach wilson is starting um we saw justin fields get in uh on a couple games and even more recently the latter half of of this uh more recent week two game um trey lance came in for a snap or two in the 49ers trevor lawrence throwing a lot of picks for a bad team but can't really fault him too much um but what are your thoughts on the on the rookies so far 
it's tough to be a rookie. I mean, that's for showing that. Um, you see that with Lawrence for sure. You know, one of the greatest college quarterbacks, and you 100% see the effect he's had when he was on Clemson because Clemson has been absolutely struggling. So clearly the real deal. Um, and I think he was quoted today, just like how good everybody is in the NFL. Like there's no there's no weakness for any team. Like everybody's a professional football player. Um, and NFL has the most parity, I think, out of any professional league out there. So you're just you're just seeing how tough it is to be a rookie, especially a rookie quarterback. The amount you have to learn, study to get better. Um, it, it even gets the talented. And it, you know, Peyton Manning had an awful rookie season. So and his career panned out. So not super worried for him. I, I mean, we talked about Zach Wilson. I don't think either of us were very high on him even when he was drafted. Um, and he's struggling. Like some of those picks were pretty terrible. You know, one went through a receiver's hand, but he didn't look great. Um, so still it's only week two, but my hope, I, I don't think he has a very long career. Um, and the rest, I'm going to be kind of a, a wait and see for the other guys. I think they're pretty talented. Um, and I don't think the first year should be kind of held against them. Yeah, I agree with that so far. Trevor Lawrence throwing picks, but I think and some of them aren't great. They're rookie mistakes, but like you said, it's not unfamiliar, like uncommon for for that to happen for young quarterbacks just getting used to the speed and the uh, new team, um, you know, all that kind of stuff, and and just getting comfortable in the system and all that stuff. Um, so I'm not too concerned with him at all. I think he's still been pretty done pretty well. Uh, Mac Jones again, like not like impressed, but also like think he's doing fine and I think he'll, he will do fine. Um, he's got a good support system in place. Zach Wilson, this is about what I expected. So, um, no surprise there. I'm, I'm hoping the 49ers start to mix Trey Lance in. He didn't really get in at all in the, the last game, but he, he showed, a, there were some interesting wrinkles in the first game, uh, where he threw a touchdown pass on his only pass, but came in for a couple option, uh, type stuff. So I'm, I'm really interested to see how that progresses throughout the years. I still think Shanahan's being close to the chest with that chess piece and, um, being strategic, but I think we'll, we'll see that get, um, more play as the season goes on. And I'm super excited for my boy, Justin Fields getting the start this week. I don't know how well the team will do. Um, but I'm excited for him. I, I I've been loving his preseason, uh, highlights and games. And I, I just, he's the one I was most high on from the beginning. I love Justin Fields and the way he plays and, uh, and I hope he does really well. So I'm, I'll be rooting for him to do well, um, in his first start. I'm pulling for them. I just don't know if they're ready yet. So just... yeah, no, probably not, but I, I'm, I just hope he puts up good numbers and people are impressed with him and realize like teams like the jets that made that choice or, or even Shanahan's like, yeah, maybe that was the, I should have gone with fields instead. Like I, I just want to people to give the respect that he deserves. Cause he was the, um, almost the last quarterback picked of that group. And I don't think, For that sure. I, just, I think that'll come. I think that regret from GMs and other coaches will come like three years down the road. I, I, yeah. I just don't see it being this weekend or even this first season. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, so no, but I'm excited for that. Uh, I think he's going to do well, and I and I hope he does well. You get your jersey uh, yet? No, I'm waiting for you to send it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say we should do like uh, we should have like a bet or something. 
what's the bet? I don't know. Got to got to try to think of something. Like if he does something either with his season or in this first game, you would have to send me a jersey. And then if something else happens, I have to send you something. So like we got to uh, think on that one. We could do. I know what you'd love. We could do something for the Cowboys. Something negative happening, like the Cowboys not winning the NFC East. I don't dis. I don't dislike the Cowboys. I just love to see the rise and fall. Well, I know. So the if Cowboys they so thing. if they miss the playoffs, right? Like that would be a, a downside to me. And then like if Justin Fields does well, like I don't know, throws twenty plus touchdown passes this season. Maybe that's when I get the jersey. If we can talk about it, we can talk about it if, offline. If Justin and Fields, I don't know, what, I don't know what you're. Plus, if Justin Fields throws twenty plus touchdown passes this season, I will buy you a Justin Fields Bears jersey. Done. Navy, navy blue. Baby blue. No, navy. Blue. Navy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then, do you want anything? <laughs> We can talk about it more, but I'm okay with that bet. If the Steelers are able to get a top 10 draft pick, you have to send me a... Uh... Wait, you're, so you want them to do badly? Well, I heard you, we already talked about this. I know there's going to be like 9 and 8 and not get a good draft pick. <laughs> so, uh, so if they're, so I don't if think they're going to be great this year. I'd rather them kind of stink and get a good draft pick personally this year it'd be awesome i root for them every week you're right that's not a good one that's not a good one but that's not a good one you're not wrong i'll have to think of my end of it we'll, we'll figure it out but yeah. we can we can get so it's not a, just a one-way street that i'm rooting unless you're pretty okay. confident on my end of the street <laughs> we'll see if Andy Dalton like how serious the injury is but um but I, i'll manual or virtual handshake agreement to that um other uh week two week one and two stuff uh biggest surprise so far uh through for the season or biggest surprises if you got multiple raiders i think for sure cars playing really well um it's all firsthand against the steelers kind of picked us apart and that's even with the steelers taking away waller and he didn't have jacobs in the game either so very impressed with him through two weeks especially with the amount of negative he's received throughout his career for being a pretty solid quarterback. He's gotten a lot of flack and he dealt with an injury. So very impressed with um, with them. I think the Colts struggles are a little surprising to me with how good their defense was. Um, and then the NFC West is how stacked it is. You know, I all, the, we, all the West conferences, like yeah, the we, AFC and, we, and NFC. And we kind of did talk about that NFC West, but it's living up to the hype. Like, those four teams are legit. Um, and then I, I almost want to say that the Packers are surprising, but you know, I feel like Rodgers kind of gets off the slow start every year. Um, and he turned it around week two. So it was more the Rodgers I kind of expected. Yeah. I was thinking the Packers was actually one that's not too surprising to yeah. us. Cause we both kind of talked about like how we thought there'd be some issues um, with like Rodgers, like, no, no, this wasn't really in training camp and, you know, all the other drama that's going on with that team. So, like, I think the way they lost to the Saints and how bad that was was surprising. But I think overall, I thought we I think we weren't high on the Packers going far. So from that end, it wasn't like surprising in that 
from that. I was kind of I was a little annoyed because I picked up the Packers defense <laughs> in like all my fantasy leagues for week one. So I'm like, Saints won't have together. The Packers got this. Yeah, that didn't work. No, there's negative points, right? Um, I'll say Cardinals have been pretty surprising. Um, really impressive um, week one performance from the offensive side of things. And then uh, impressive got it out victory got lucky against the Vikings, but still um, their offensive has looked really well, uh, really strong. Kyler is playing well. Um, so them being two and oh, probably the week, the weakest two and oh of the NFC West teams. Cause they're all two and oh, I think, or no, I think the Seahawks are probably better than them, but that's a, that's a tough toss up right now between those. It's two. a big toss up in that league. Yeah. Uh, the bills um, performances have been, I mean, we both had them as super bowl uh, picks and they've been, I know they won 35, nothing against the two dolphins, but like, wasn't great. They lost to the they lost to the Steelers and they didn't play. And you know Josh Allen hasn't looked great. This is the thing I was worried about with Josh Allen, which is why I wasn't fully bought in on him. Um, but I I still believed that the team was strong enough and that he would play well enough to potentially bring them to a, a Super Bowl. But, but that I'm was wor- yeah, he needed I'm, to show it. So I'm not worried about them yet. I think he'll figure it out and find his receivers and get on the same page with them. Yeah, I'm not ready yet, but I'm a little surprised it's slow start. And I'm actually. Honestly, and this is a homer pick. I'm surprised at the Cowboys. I thought they'd be 0 and 2 uh to start the year with having to play one the Bucks. So I I thought that was a loss and they almost won it. Um Breaking. if they didn't very close except for another Tom Brady under 2 minute comeback last second field goal. So I've been watching that for 20 years now. I knew when they gave him a hundred a minute twenty left, I was like, it, it doesn't matter. I wasn't even excited when they kicked the field goal to go up because I'm like, Brady's gonna come down the field and, and they're gonna win. So I didn't even get excited when they kicked the field goal. I'm like, they're losing this game. Yeah, you're um, just giving the ball back to Tom Brady. But yeah. probably the best Thursday night football game that there's ever been. Yeah, it was great. Um, and they played. They was closer than I expected it to be with For the sure. way the Cowboys defense was, and then they had a tough game against the Chargers. Um, and they eat that one out. Um, not like incredibly impressed, but I thought they'd be zero two. So it's great to see them at least one and one. Um, and the defense that was a pretty gutsy performance in the Chargers game. So I've been a little, a little surprised by that. The um, amount of injuries Parsons coming off the edge for them, having to switch positions is awesome, and it's great to see Dak come back from that rough yeah. injury. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, good time, totally. And it looks good with the other uh teams in the nfc east like fitzpatrick's out for the for the football team giants don't look good eagles are who knows week to week um that will actually be a good game this week to see if the cowboys can can steal that one um but yeah so in good position for for them to you know they probably be like nine and eight or ten and ten and seven and win that division so that's 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 what i'm hopeful hopeful for at least um, the only other thing I want to talk about is the worst two and O team and the best Owen two team. What are your thoughts um, there? I have two worst two and O teams, um, Broncos and Panthers, um, mm-hmm. Panthers, you know, Sam Darnold could be like a new place, not New York could, they could be an okay team. Um, but I'm not sold on them. I think they have too many holes. Um, defense is meh. 
Uh, I know you have Chris McCaffrey, but not a ton of offensive weapons otherwise. Um, and the Broncos, don't, they don't have a quarterback. Like, I'm sorry. You don't have a quarterback that's going to take you anywhere. Um, and they played some bad teams to start. Yeah, with the Broncos and Chiefs playing really well, and then the Chargers are still a good team with a legitimate quarterback and Her- uh, Herbert. Uh, yeah, uh, Broncos are not going to be – they're going to be bad. I don't, they're not a playoff team. They're not going to be in the playoffs. Um, nice little start at two and zero, but smoke and mirrors. Yeah, I think that's a good one. I think it's between the Broncos and I'm not convinced the Cardinals are a two and like Whoa, they're. Okay. I like the offense. I don't trust them as as being. Um, like I'm, I'm more excited for the Panthers, and I think it's more because of the division that they're in and stuff. Like, I think there's potential and I, I know they're not going to go undefeated, but I, I think that defense is strong and Sam Darnold's look good. Um, and I think they, like you said, they have Christian McCaffrey and stuff, but I just think so, the Cardinals, the defense isn't great and they have their, I don't trust Kingsbury, but. Would you take, would you take the Panthers over the Cardinals in a game right now? No, I think I would take the, the Cardinals right now. But I, I, and it's more mostly because I think the Cardinals' offense is is really good. Um, so fully healthy Cardinals, I think I would take them. I think I don't think the Panthers have the offensive capability of keeping up with with that team. Um, but yeah, I mean, just to throw another one out there, just uh, I like the Panthers though. I think they're I think they'll be in the mix uh, because I I think Darnold's got a competent coaching staff around him with some talent and the defense is stronger. Um, feisty group. Um, best O and two team. Um, I'm between two. I'm between. I'm between two also. Um, Probably the same ones. The Colts. Um, I think the Colts defense is just too. Good. Only. Only if Wentz is healthy, though. If Wentz is healthy, then I don't think the Colts are anything. I, I still think, like you said, best 0-2 team. Like, the other OT teams are terrible. You know, Wentz is a big part of them being better. But that Colts yeah. defense is outstanding. I can see them keeping them in games. And then my other pick um, was the Vikings. Yeah, Two that was my losses to start the year on overtime and kicks. But, you know... Outside of Cousins, have a great offense. You know, two stud receivers with Dalvin Cook. Um, not great in the secondary on defense, but they were in both these games and could easily be two and zero on the season. So um, Vikings aren't out of that division, especially with how much turmoil there is with every team. Um, I could definitely see them turn it around big time. Yeah, I can see. I I would have gone with the Vikings there. I think just because. Um... I, there's too much unknown with the Colts uh, right now in terms of Wentz being unhealthy, um, whereas the Vikings have looked pretty good and they're not in as difficult of a conference or, or division. Um, so I think they have a better chance to – the 0-2 is not as overwhelming for them. Um, the other dumb thing just to talk about, we've, we've called it the no-fun league before, this dumb taunting penalty. I don't even understand it. To be honest, I, I really don't. I don't. I saw players celebrating like, and then not calling it. So I don't know what warrants when when it comes out. And it's just a dumb rule that should have never been introduced. The, the this type of rule, like 
should be. They totally- did it before too, didn't they? And like they went away from it. And now they brought it back again. Like I'm they, this rule should be totally decided on by the players association, not the owners, nobody else. Like let the players like decide on this rule. If it's something they're interested in, or if they want it to a certain extent, I'm good with it. But like having these owners, like, this is not what we want the league. Like, no, it is because everybody loves it. I, I, yeah. I love them chirping each other and having some fun with each other. Um, well, and then it's just confusing. Like Lamar Jackson flipping into the end zone for no reason doesn't get taunting. But then like someone getting in the other guy's face or something to celebrate a great catch. But that's all they do is they stand up and start chirping at a guy. And it's like 15 yards or whatever. I don't even know what the penalty is. It's just. I don't know what it, it's almost as bad as the catch definition. Like what, what is it? What is it? It's a rule you can't put police. Like it's next to impossible yeah. to police that rule. Um, dumb. It's dumb. It absolutely is dumb. I hope they look at it again. Just have fun let the, let the players be themselves. You know, they, they police, they, the NFL has everything so locked down. Like you can't watch games uh, unless you're in home or you have the ticket um like you can't wear whatever shoes you want like very specific colors there's uniform fines or fines for this fines for that like jeepers jumpers uh it's it's amazing the amount of decisions the nfl makes that are not that are negative decisions and yet they're still by far the most popular league in the world yeah it's it's, it's wild wild. And, and nothing they do like crumbles their popularity like they just yeah. keep growing they had a little bit of a setback last year during the pandemic but they're right back on like they jump back up the top again like it's it's it's, it's crazy it's it's crazy yeah. crazy crazy that's dumb um i hope they get away with it next year or something make some updates to it i don't know we'll have to see i guess um i the backlash is there though so i think as long as they're listening the public outcry could feed it to go away i guess that, but that's the other thing though like yes there's they don't a lot care of outcry they're printing money they do not care no one's turning yeah. off the tv because of this taunting role so i agree with you like i said i think this should be let the players decide on this rule what do they want the rule to be how should it be enforced what's the penalty what is taunting let them create that definition as players and then they tell the owners and the officials this is how this rule is going to work because it yeah. has nothing to do with football so that yeah, rule should be decided on by the players association yeah i agree with that um and so previewing week three um let's go with your favorite uh games to watch uh favorite games to watch this week um i think chiefs chargers could be uh quite the show a lot of touchdowns i think i think that's going to be a high scoring affair um Bengals Steelers getting in the AFC North, AFC North matchups are always good. Curious if Ben Roethlisberger is going to play. I will say it here right now. If Mason Cross, excuse me, Mason Rudolph plays in that game, I'm not watching it. I hate Mason (laughs) Rudolph with every bone in my body. So if Mason Rudolph is playing quarterback, don't ask me what the score is. I'm not watching the game. Um, Bucks Rams. Bucks Rams. Easy. Like, no doubt about it. And then... Packers, 49ers. Packers, Niners, and give me Seahawks, Vikings. Those are my games I'd be really interested in this week. I think the Seahawks, Vikings game could be a great game. Yeah. And be- I mean, it's a great Monday night game. I don't care how bad the NFC East team 
are. I do like watching them play each other. They're always very exciting and good games. And the Eagles and the Cowboys hate each other. So that's going to be a fun Monday night game. Yeah, it's going to be a, a telling one too, I think, uh, for both. Like, are the Eagles the week one team or the week two team? <laughs> and the Cowboys, can they win these tough, you know, divisional matches? Because they need to. Um, these are the games they have to win. Um, and so, yeah, I was going to call that one out. But yeah, 49ers Packers on Sunday night will be a good one. Um, yeah, Packers turn things around against the Lions, it seems like, from an offensive standpoint. Um, 49ers have looked good. So that'll be a fun one to watch. Bucks Rams definitely is going to be the, you know, great game. Those, that's, that's potentially the division uh, or NFC uh, division title game. NFC Championship um, game. Yeah, NFC Championship game. So, uh, yeah, because both those teams have looked really good to start the year. Stafford looks great in the Rams colors and looks great with that team and Sean McVay. So no, that'll be a, a fun one. Um, yeah, those are kind of the main ones. Um, normally the Colts Titans would have been a good one, but with Wentz out less interested in that game, I think the Titans will be okay there. Saints Patriots, not, meh, not really anything there. I don't think that would be as exciting as it would have been in the past with Brady and breeze. Uh, but now it's Jameis and, uh, Mac Jones, but yeah, Chargers chiefs is going to be a good one. Um, for sure. Chiefs should have been, um, two and oh, um, kind of lost, uh, in a dumb way to the, to the Ravens, a dumb fumble that dumb fumble, but good for Lamar. I think, I, oh no, a great game by him. I think. For Lamar there. Yeah. They blew 11 point lead, but you're not going to see the chiefs do too often. And they, they did shoot themselves in the foot, but, uh, yeah, it was they were they were just in position. They would look like that game was over and they were gonna it was win. their game. They just had to run out the clock essentially. Mm-hmm. Um but the Chargers have looked decent. Uh, I know a lot of people are still very high on Justin Herbert. <laughs> um my my guy Bill Simmons keeps saying the Dolphins must regret taking Tua. I will defend Tua for because only because no one thought Justin Herbert should be taking over to in that draft. No one. Um, I, there was no one that was saying that. I don't, I don't know about that. Justin I, Herbert I, was I like getting go, talked I about. As, go back and look. Herbert was a highly touted recruit also. No, but it had lost because he didn't play that well in uh, his final season with the, with Oregon. When was he drafted? What draft? Was that the 2020 draft? Yeah. I don't know. I just think. Tua was not the wrong pick. <laughs> like, well, we don't know that yet. He might be the wrong. Pick. I'm saying, like, at the time, without the the idea of looking forward to seeing that he's having some injury issues, that that wasn't the wrong pick. <laughs> I don't know. I get. I get. I, totally I disagree. Get the logic I, dis- I just disagree with that logic. And Justin Herbert is good. I just think there's no way you're passing on Tua at that at that pick. That's all. He was um, he was talked to as being the number one pick for years. I mean, they were picked right after each other. They were five and six. Yeah. So, but I'm saying is like, I no, don't I don't it, think it would not have been that crazy for Herbert to be picked in front of Tua. We should ask Steve if he thought that that's the pick that should have happened. If he gets an answer before the end of the episode. But either way, I'm not saying Herbert's not good. And I'm not even sure that Tua is – I still believe in Tua. It's like I will defend 
him for for the next few years just to give him a chance. Few years, wow. Yeah, three I mean, years. let's give it like three years, three four years. Yeah. What? How am I wording this question to him? Are you mad they drafted Tua over Justin Herbert, or should they have drafted? Should the Dolphins have drafted Justin Herbert over Tua? Without like the benefit of of I, see, of I said, should the happened. Dolphins have drafted Herbert over to it? That's all I said. Um, <laughs> so we'll see. But I, and again, this is nothing taking away from Herbert. It's just more of like I'm I, the way Tua gets this tossed out so quickly when we know what he did at Alabama is it bothers me a lot. And I still think he's got I, he, he he's got the ability to to do really well. He did do a lot of good things at Alabama, but Alabama has proven it really does not matter who their quarterback is. I'm just saying they don't have a lot of like Alabama doesn't have a history of, of good quarterbacks either. I think Mac Jones will be fine. Um, and all I'm saying is at the time he was the right pick. That's all. Like no one would have thought that Justin Herbert was going to potentially have a better career than two. I don't think that was expected. Steve is agreeing with you. He said, nope, tell no him, way. Tell him it that. may not look good now, but I'm keeping safe. And I said, would you have been mad if they drafted Herbert over two at the time? Yes. He didn't say he's, I got, I got, mad I know that's, I, up. and I'm saying my answer to that would be yes. I've been like, what the fuck are you doing passing on Tua? I was saying that before because I thought he could have, I guess, I guess if we do this, let's, let's, let's do the whole what if scenario. We'll, we'll do the entire what if scenario. Who was the first quarterback drafted in that draft? Burrows. Joe Burrow. Okay. Yeah, I was making the argument at the time that Tua could have been the number one pick. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. So he said, at, he says, he said at the time, yes. Now, no. I still have Tua faith, but hard to argue against Herbert right now. Um, I think if 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 I get so. Your logic, I think, is correct. I think Tua was the better pick at the time. But I think if Herbert had been the AP Offensive Rookie of the Year in Miami, no Miami fan would have thought about Tua or thought it was Oh, no. So, no. so I get what you're saying. I think it's a little closer. I do think there was some – there was injury concerns during the draft for Tua. Yeah, um, I mean, the hip injury took is him out happened. of the conversation with Burroughs. So I don't think it would have been crazy if they had drafted um, Herbert over to him. So. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm like Steve. I'm, I'm keeping the faith. And I'm just more sick of the narrative that, like, it was such an obvious thing. You should have taken Justin Herbert. It wasn't that obvious. That, that's not what I'm – no, 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 yeah. And I'm not saying that either. I don't think there's an obviously should have picked – Herbert over to it like no, no, no. yeah I just and think, I still and I still and believe I think in him. Close. yeah and I still believe in him I think he still has a chance to do well even if it ends up not being in Miami um so um and we didn't talk about this either because the Texans are playing right now and losing um they've been surprising <laughs> I thought they'd be the one of the worst NFL teams we've ever watched and they're one and one and leading Tyron the Taylor's division a good right quarterback now. Team. Tyron Taylor is a good quarterback. He has just been screwed everywhere he's been. 
Um, yeah. You know, takes the Bills to the playoffs. See you later. He gets punctured, punctured lung when he was with the yeah, Chargers. The Chargers. And that opened the door for Herbert, which right. we don't even That's know. Correct. Good point. Good point. Um, so he, he was supposed is, to not play that year. So he is a good quarterback. So people, I think that week one win was very impressive, like shockingly good. Over, I know it was, Jim and they Jaguars. were doing well against the Browns. Yeah, I know it was the Jaguars, but they shit pumped the Jaguars. Where people are kind of talking about sneakily the Jaguars winning that game. Um, so, so yes, I think the Texans are a big surprise this year. Actually, if Tyrod Taylor can get healthy again, yeah, if they don't have uh, at least an okay quarterback, um, that then they'll go down like we expected them to. Um, so that's it for the NFL stuff. Uh, but speaking of other players, I still believe in Ben Simmons um, is someone I'm not giving up on yet. Um, I still think he's a very good basketball player and still could be reach even higher potential, but he has basically said that he is never playing another game for the 76ers. It's the only NBA news we want to get into. Not completely surprising. Uh, I think we expected this. It's a weird thing to come from a guy that's got three or four years left on his, on his deal. He can't what? shoot the ball. I, I get I get it. I I think my my belief is that he can. He's choosing not to. So that's terrible then. I know. I, <laughs> that's I worse. Think I know. I just he's young and I still think there's a part of me that I understand the criticism. I agree with the criticism. I would love to see him. I think he should shoot threes more than he does. I think he should shoot in general more than he does, but I think I'm not ready to say that his career is done. He's one of the best defensive players in the league. He's a great facilitator. He can get to the rim and score 40 points in a given night. So like he's done that before on a team without Embiid. So, like, I know what he's capable of doing, and I believe in that talent, but I I totally agree with your criticisms on the shooting. Like, he needs to shoot more. He needs to shoot more from all parts of the court, and I would three is not – I still think he should shoot more threes. I don't think that's a requirement by, by his standards. Um, I don't think it's something he needs to do, but I think, like, he should shoot – more than he does at and at a higher percentage than he is right now, specifically from the free throw line. Um, but I'm not, he's 24, 25. That talent is, yeah, but that talent, uh, 20, usually NBA players are peaking in 28 to 32 ish range. That's usually when they peak for the most part. But I'm just saying, like, the talent's still there. And I'm not ready to give up on him. I still think he's a valuable asset on the NBA team. He's a valuable asset, but not for what the Sixers want out of him. No, right. and I think like they want we to knew this. Him. We knew this was coming. He, the Sixers they, was not a good fit for him. He needs his own team or to be with like a team like the Warriors or something like that. But, 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 but the Sixers want like the world for him. I know. No so we're, so that's that my question to you is, We've never seen this before. AD had like one year left on his contract when he's like, I, I'm done. And it's same agent and same um, agency or whatever that we're dealing with. Ben Simmons is saying with three or four years left and is threatening sitting out, doing a Le'Veon Bell-esque type of move where he's just sitting out. 
um, except for not for contract or money reasons. Um, so he's willing to sacrifice a year of basketball potentially if the Sixers don't find a trade. So like, that's my question to you is, and, and the Sixers are asking for the world uh, for, for this guy still when his value is the lowest it's ever been. So what do you so think happens? We did, we, I mean, not with the years of the contract and everything, but we saw this with um, James Harden last year and Ben Simmons can't hold Harden's jockstrap. So like the Sixers are going to do something with him because he's an asset and that's not going to help him for four years. Like, whether they're paying him, not paying him, finding him, whatever they're doing. Um, it's no benefit to them. So I think something happens. I mean, the Sixers want him to come to training camp, come to play so he can boost his um, trade. I got, a I got a question for you. We're Celtics fans. Hold on, hold on. And this, I know this isn't going to be the, this deal doesn't happen in this way. Marcus Smart for Ben Simmons. Would you do that? No. No, oh, I would I do it want, in a heartbeat. I don't want Ben Simmons on my team. He doesn't def defend. Okay. I think he fits well with Brown and Tatum. That would be perfect. And then he provides an even better off uh, defensive talent than Marcus Smart. I don't think he's that much of a better defender than Marcus Smart. His oh, he's a, dude, a hot, he's so much better than Marcus Smart. Marcus he was. Smart the, he should have been. Ben Simmons should have been defensive player of the year last year. Marcus Smart, though. Hate plays a role and they lose that role of a pest of a grind like that stop i don't want anything to do with ben simmons nothing i i don't want to trade any of the guys i don't want it i don't want that uh, in our locker i would room. do that that one-to-one -one, i do it in a heartbeat i don't want him in the locker room it's not good it's not even a trade concept it's not even like a possible from a money standpoint either i don't think but i'm just saying from a celtics this is my belief in him is i think in that kind of system with he doesn't want to be in a system. He wants no, I know, but I'm saying in show. with, well, I'm saying in a world, yes, he needs his own team, but I'm saying in a world where he's not dealing with another big, like that's bothering the space where he prefers to be, which is by the rim. Tatum and Brown are on the outside. That'd be perfect for that team. But if ben Simmons want, That's not good for Ben Simmons. If he wants to be by the rim. Well, he wants to attack the rim and then beads. If it beads there, then he's like, so he can attack and dish out to Tatum and Brown who are on the wings and can hit threes. And that's not what he wants to do. He wants so to do what he wants. That is what he's good at. It's what he loves doing. Except he can't do that because then beads down there. So when he goes to try to drive to the rim where he can get a layup or dish and beads there blocking his way. And then there's, so that's why that, that fits never been, but he does need his own team. He does need his own team, and we all saw the famous clip in the playoffs. That man does not want to attack the room. Well, it, I'm going to say that he's got some mental um, blockers that are probably bothering him right now. So I'm not – we've seen him do it. Like we saw when Embiid was out, he was putting up numbers. Like he's capable of doing it. So I'm saying we've seen it. It's not that he's never done it so – and and that sort of thing we've seen it before we know he's capable of doing it he could be a triple double machine i've seen we've seen him do that before but the 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 playoffs thing has probably reached a whole nother level clearly with his free throw shooting being the worst it's ever been passing on that shot and what we can't ever take into account is how much the james harden trade rumors bothered him 
Like, you don't know what that does from, from a mental standpoint. And I know as a professional athlete, you should be used to that and capable of dealing with that or re, uh, seek the professional help you need in order to deal with that sort of like a sports psychologist in some capacity. But I mean, who's to say that it can't impact the, the guy's um, perspective on playing for that team that was willing to just get rid of him like that when he thought this is our, you know, this is my team. This is our city kind of, this is my city kind of thing. You know, that can, each player reacts differently to that stuff. Like not everyone's, you know, capable of handling that. So I, I will fair. take that into, a, into account. So fair, like, let's, but let's wait and see what he does when he goes somewhere else. Fair, but I will say though, he had a pretty good regular season after all that happened and shit the bed in the playoffs. Yeah. So, I mean, no, I agree there was that. a healing so there are some mental demons up there, clearly with the way he shoots the ball and how athletic he should be. And um, I wouldn't touch him. So I'm not giving up luck, on him. Best of luck to him. There's no way they get the asking price they want for him. If any team gives them that asking price, they're out of their freaking mind. Um, I'm not I going think, I think he, if I had to make a guess, he will get traded before the season starts or early. I don't know what the trade does. Early. I don't think he gets like. traded before the season starts. And it will be to either the Kings or the Trailblazers. The Blazers? Yeah, I think they would give up McCollum. I saw that as a straight-up trade. And I thought that was interesting. There might be no, other I, you know what You know what I too. saw as a straight-up trade that I think would be super interesting and would be outstanding for the Blazers would be Tobias Harris from McCollum. Hmm. But then when that was not Simmons. no one reported that that was just a but Simmons they still had to deal with him <laughs> well yeah I'm not that this is something this is I steered away from the Ben Simmons conversation uh, you brought McCollum that made me think of that thing I saw on Instagram yeah so we'll see what ends up happening there um but it's this is a, a fascinating I guess business and professional decision by by him um, not completely surprising, but in the way that it's being handled is a little surprising. So, um, yeah, we'll have to see how it plays out. Um, your favorite topic. We got some golf stuff. Ryder Cup. Ryder Cup week, baby. I mean, a ton of golf stuff happened before that. We had Patrick Cantlay, Bryson DeChambeau go head to head and was it the BMW. That was a great back and forth. They went to like six or seven playoff holes. That was super exciting. They were draining putts back and forth or missing putts in, in Bryson's case or hitting in the water and then making a incredible, uh, recovery shot. Oh, that was great. Um, uh, can't ended up beating Rom for the actual championship. Um, that's going way too far back. I don't, I barely even remember some of this stuff anymore, but like he's been on a tear. Um, but we got the Ryder cup this weekend. Um, you love it. I will let you, do you have anything to say before we get into like any predictions or what are you like most excited about for this? I mean, America's got to get a win. European has been dominating one win in the last 10 years. But if they win this one, they've won two of the last three. So, I mean, the narrative begins to shift a little bit. Did they? I thought the last time they won was in, uh, 2000. Oh, they won in 2016. Yes. Okay. So if they win this one, it'd be two of the last three. So that begins to change the narrative a little bit. Um, I'm just excited for the event. It's very weird. Like, obviously, very much Team USA all the way. I'll be cheering for them all weekend. But it, the golfer I like the least is on Team USA. So 
<laughs> but but this week, like just him putting on USA colors, I know he did that at the Olympics or was going to do that at the Olympics, and I was not happy about that. But like I'm pulling for him this weekend. As crazy as that sounds, as much as he annoys the crap out of me. Um I hope our USA guys get up for this as much as the European guys do get up for this. It sure seems like it from all the buzz, especially I think the younger guys, you know, being on the team, Shoffley was an Olympian and um, you hear the talks of how important that was to him and how uh, like Spieth and Thomas wanted to see the, his medal when he came back and um, were kind of it felt like an air of like jealousy or thought that was very cool for him. So I feel this younger group, you know, a bunch of rookies on the team are all in uh, for this USA team. And I, I, they're the favorites and I think they hold, I think they get it done. Yeah. I, they seem to have the talent on their side some of the players that are playing their best games right now um, outside of Rom, who's just been good all year. Um, but yeah, outside of him, Cantlay has been great. Justin Thomas has been strong for, for most of the year. And then you obviously got Brooks Bryce, the town Bryson, despite how much you dislike him, he's also been in the mix um, at some of these major tournaments and playing really well um brooks is you know what he's capable of so like yeah dustin johnson jordan spieth yeah got a lot of good talent on that team so hopefully they can pull it off um but yeah not great success i didn't realize this tiger woods has only won one Ryder cup um crazy which is wild um to think there are rumors that he will be there this weekend yeah, give him. Well, maybe that's bad luck. I don't know. <laughs> There's rumors that he'll be there. like he loves the Ryder Cup. So they said one way or the other, he could be there in person, or he will be there like on comms in some way, shape, or form. So he's heavily involved in this Ryder Cup. That'd be a pretty incredible morale boost or energy boost. He I'm sure. showed up like all of a sudden he's there at the first tee. Cool. Yeah. Um, so, so your predictions are? Is your prediction the U.S. pulls it off? Yes, I think they do get it done this year. I love, like I said, I love the Morikawa's, the Thomases, this young talent that they have infused this team. Oh, yeah, Morikawa's been great, too. I think these guys, these younger guys are hungry. They're a hungry group that that likes to win. Um, So, yes, it's an individual sport, but I think this group is going to put it together. All right. So, with that being said, who is the MVP for the U.S. or for the Europe team? I mean, my, my pick would be Rom. Or who is going to be the, the least valuable player for the U.S. team? Um, I mean, there's some end-of-the-bench guys that won't hurt. Like, you're not going to hear a ton about, I think, you know. Um, Hunter or Harris English is Harris value. English had a very good year. It could be interesting. Um, I'm going to give him like, my least valuable player. <laughs> yeah, their, their names are less. You know, every point, though, they kind of counts the same. So the, the biggest thing is these pairings and who they pair each other up with, and who plays well together and, and who can hit shots at certain points that other ones can't hit shots. Um, I think it's more, you need your, you, like your Justin Thomas's, your Morikawa's, uh, your speech and your, your DJ's, they got to step up. DJ's got to step up. Like he hasn't played well at the end of the year. Um, it, it's hard to read him, but his attitude is always kind of aloof. Um, so he, DJ's probably my X factor for Team USA. He needs to play well this weekend for them to have a chance. If he's not doing well, it's, it's a problem. I think Cantlay is going to be the one that will um, be one of the 
the better performers between him and I'd actually I think Brooks will will come in with some edge because of he made some comments earlier. I think he's gonna want to put it on a show with Bryson there. Um so I think between those two, I'll give the edge to Cantley because he's been playing so well that I'll I'll give him the the nod. I give Brooks and DeChambeau some credit. You know, they seem to put the differences behind them. Uh Brooks, you know, just tweeted out tonight, like caption this photo and it's just the two of them like looks like they're having a good time together so i give them credit for you know for a team for the country they they put their differences aside they've hinted at some different yeah you know, collaborations coming up makes me think like how real is this feud um <laughs> but here i'll give you let me give you the foursomes for tomorrow morning and see which one you're most interested to start off to to see in the morning um, yeah. your first one is Berger and Kepka versus Westwood and Fitzpatrick. Second one is Shoffley and Cantley versus McElroy and Poulter. Uh, third one is Johnson. One. Oh, the that second one. one? You just want yeah. to watch Rory? But yeah. What? What? Oh, I think Poulter is crazy in Ryder Cups. He is the mailman. He always Rory. Rory's great, and I love Xander and Cantley's playing great. So I think that'd be a really fun matchup. But yeah, keep going with the other. But that one's uh, probably Johnson Morikawa versus Hovland and Casey. And then Thomas and Spieth versus Garcia and Rom. So I think that Ooh, last that one could be really good. Um those you are some Spieth stud. and Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. That, That's a those, good pairing. Um yeah. sneakily though, I do like I'm I'm high on Morikawa right now. I love the way he carries himself. You have to love what he did at um uh Liberty. He like actually did, you know, like these guys just show up in their golf attire. Did you see that he showed up like got on the no. fair, actually like wore like some style to the course, showed up like trying to add some flair to the game that's kind of stuffy. Um, so I like everything he does. He seems to carry himself well, um, finds a way to win, just grinds on the game. Um, and I do like I think Victor Hovland's an up and coming talent on the younger side. And then Paul Casey, he's gonna he, you hear it for he's going to win a major championship, Paul Casey. Paul Casey will win a major championship at some point. Um, so I think those last two are my favorite. But that those three, that first one, meh. You know, Westwood and Fitzpatrick are a sneaky good pairing for Europe. Um, but I think Berger and Kepka could be a pretty boring. Like I'm not thrilled. I'm not. I'm not looking for out of the four. I'm not looking for that much. Those next three, yeah, glued to those. Those three pairings are. Uh, those three foursomes are awesome. Yeah, it's a good. That's good to, to watch. I'll be looking forward to it. I just look at the picture. So the picture is Brooks standing up behind him, raising his hand, and Bryson's clapping. Um, and he said, caption this. I just actually wrote it in my tweet. Uh, my tweet was, who's won more majors? Phil <laughs> uh, Nicholson chimed in. And he said, who's the handsome guy in the background? And you see Phil sitting up there. Didn't he win the PGA? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so for everybody wants to know the schedule for the weekend, Friday, foursomes in the morning, then you have four ball in the afternoon, same on Saturday, and then you have your singles on Sunday. Um, so I said USA's betting favorite. Um, I think the next thing is, I think, uh, last I looked a tie is 12 to one odds. Um, but Europe's getting all the money right now. So people are still betting on Europe. It's the better value. Yeah. I think people expect them to. They find a way do, every they year. They do really well in Ryder Cups. So, so um, I think, I mean, we got smoked in Paris last time. They set up whistling straights for us. Um, 
I think they just find a way. Uh, Whistling Straits looks like an unreal course. You'll love this. There's one tee box. I had someone send it to me, and you literally you, you can't see the fairway. There's <laughs> the water on the right, and then it's just like fescue and grass in front of you, and so it's a blind fairway, but it just looks terrifying. Oh my god, that would be my nightmare. As Where a do I go? I don't know. I would probably lay. Right. I'd probably lay up or something. Well, you don't need to, you got to obviously look at your card, but it just looks absolutely terrifying. Oh God. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that'll be fun. I'll be definitely watching that this weekend uh, outside of the football. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, so let's get into our parks and rec. Uh, we've been sitting on these, the final three episodes of season six. We're finally about to close it out and then head into the final season. Um, so yeah, we had, Episodes 20, 21, and 22. 21 and 22 are basically, I think, sometimes viewed as one episode. Uh, it's like a part one, part two, um, but technically two different episodes. Um, but yeah, so let's go through um, your favorite um, moments, quotes, scenes, um, or actually, no, sorry, favorite opening to start. Uh, so this, this is a tricky one for me because I don't know what the third opening is, because on Peacock, um, they did a director's cut. I, I can tell my, you. What's the final uh, opening? The final opening is when Tom is asking John Ralphio and Mona Lisa for help in promoting the restaurant. That That's that's it. That's my favorite one. Um, okay. I wrote a few things about that. Um, the Andy Bat at Thiekerts was okay with another appearance from Kyle and how upset he got about his wife cheating on him. Um, yeah. but Ralphio dressing like his sister to go on a date for her and getting beaten up when the guy realizes it's not his sister. Um, that was a good one. That was definitely a great opening. Wait, so you saw a different opening again? No, the opening is when Tom's asking for them to help promote the restaurant. Yeah. And that's what they did. This director's cut might be a little different because it's, he's talking and he brings them into a conference room and he's telling yeah. them you need to go to the concert and get. And that's one of his lines in it. Oh, does he say? I must have forgot that. I've watched it so yeah, long. Yeah, he says that. So he also says, his, his sister is like, I owe youth one. I sneak into your house at night and I eat your food. And it, oh, yeah, I do owe you one. Like, you don't remember those lines? No, I know. It's been, I think I maybe the director, so long, it, though, it, Peacock specifically said it was like a director's cut. So maybe they added a few other things in there. Um, my last edit in my notes doc is from September 6th. So. <laughs> Oops. but yeah that's okay uh we've had some other things going on i was gonna go that's a great opening though um i like the when andy is looking at alcatraz and he believes that michael bay spent a billion dollars of his own money to build alcatraz for the movie the rock which i love the movie the rock the great rock movie. is great great sean connery all that good stuff um and then andy doesn't realize that they give tours <laughs> at Alcatraz because he's like, we should that. break in there. <laughs> they were expecting uh, to take the tour. All right. Yeah, favorite uh, quotes, scenes, moments. Let's start with episode 20. Uh, so, you know, Andy just being bad at secrets, the whole thing about Kyle and Kyle just popping up right that there. That was good. Um, and then... Oh, no, uh, not yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> not that <laughs> Not Kyle. that Kyle. Uh, Eric in witness protection and then he just like slumps over. Um... Ron asking Donna for a favor, just slamming the door with his button. Keep your voice down, woman. Um, 
the whole point when they find out they're having triplets and then nearly thought it was quadruplets, but it was a piece of cottage cheese. Oh, yeah. All right. So the, the triplets, I wanted to bring this up with you. Do you remember her date with Will Arnett in the early seasons? And she goes in and gets the MRI. I, remember, the no, I don't specifically remember the date, but I remember you saying this has, this comes up later. Did they talk about triplets or something? That's exactly what Will Arnett says when he's looking at her uterus or her vagina like capacity. He says, Oh, wow, you could have, you got great like system going on here. You could have three babies right off the bat or something like that. Or he, he, he mentions triplets essentially. Brought and it full circle. There it is, full circle for you. Um, I thought it was a pretty good uh, explanation from Henry Winkler about. Uh, Leslie, you need to be Buddha on Quaaludes. Um, Larry's problem being um, that he swallowed his red ring when he was licking his fingers. Oh, God. And April realizing that Andy had lied to her and the look he gives Andy, but just Larry being like that. And then um, April offering to babysit anytime except nights and weekends, but anytime during the business day, they're happy to babysit. (laughs) Yeah, those are some good moments. Um, I, Andy and April, like, so he's writing the secret on his arm and April sees that it says, don't tell secret. And she tells him that's the whole point of marriage. (laughs) Yes. And that's the whole point why you get married, just to have secrets between each other. I love when Leslie finds out about having triplets Ben is super stressed and Leslie's excited. She goes, if we do this right, we could be parents to one third of the Supreme Court, which would be pretty wild if like a single family generated like that many members of the Supreme Court. Um, and then I love Ben's just, he starts stammering and he goes, he says, what do we do three times? <laughs> and then he just keeps like, how, 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 what do we do? <laughs> Um, I love the birthday sign at the birthday party that Andy's performing at. Happy birthday, various Dexharts. And it's uh, Councilman Dexhart just celebrating all of his children that he's had with all of his affairs. <laughs> <laughs> he does it all in one day. Um, so that was great. Um, Craig getting mad at Leslie for being too calm at the auction was really funny where he starts yelling at her. <laughs> Uh, was great. Herman uh, bidding on the signed Red Hot Chili Peppers guitar and then immediately wiping off the, the signatures <laughs> off the guitar. <laughs> was good. Um, and then I just love the Joe character. Like Ron like loves uh, Donna's like, that's my Tammy. And then like, so Ron goes in with like expecting to meet this terrible person and he like falls in love with Joe himself because he's like in the woodworking and, and bakes delicious muffins and helps him avoid his kids being annoying and stuff like that so he's like wait this guy's great like what's wrong with him uh and keegan michael key is really great anyway uh andy trying to hide in the office with camo (laughs) camo did a match by the way yeah no (laughs) um and then yeah the moment where leslie and ben tell everyone that they're pregnant and you know larry's like we got hand-me-downs for all the girls um that they've had and Ron offering to build a, a crib, Don offering to help find schools, daycares, Andy and April offering the babysitting, like you mentioned. Um, yeah, just all of that great, great moment b- between those characters and how excited they were. Um, episode 21. 
So I have as the cutoff point, so you know where to stop yep. is when, I, when she's when she's getting presented the statue. The founder statue. Or we could just do all this episode together too. Okay. I think I know where you're at. But it it that gets a little mixed up because I think they the way they combined it is a little different from when they split it. Um we went through the Alcatraz stuff. How do I break into Alcatraz? Um Grizzle being Google, obviously. Um, oh, you thought it was Google? Well, I mean, it's kind of more of an all-encompassing company. Uh, but I was telling you they were going to come back when they said Grizzle Dump um, uh, at one of the trials earlier in like an episode or two before this one. Did they say Grizzle Dump? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, it reminded me more of Google just because of their open idea concept of just doing whatever you kind of want. Yeah. That's, that's very much what? a Google thing. The cloud um, for your cloud was great because that's actually where I work now. Dropbox is the cloud, sir. So I thought that was funny. <laughs> um, Tom, to Ron, I never asked you for anything today. Just sliding today. into data really quick. Um, Larry <laughs> ruining the menus with a picture of his dog's uh. rectum underneath all the menu items is, of course, it's Larry. Um, I would like to know more about Andy's game of throwing dirt into a fan. Um, <laughs> you you called it the cones of Dunshire had returned. Like there it is. The architect. Um, always good to have a Star Wars reference. Um, so yes, those that is the forest that Return of the <laughs> Jedi was filmed in. He wasn't Endor. I was already thinking it before he even said it. So. Um, Did you think he'd call it out too? Like knowing that he's yeah, kind of got like when I saw where they were. Um, my initial, my first thought was like, is he just gonna take her and show her like the, the um, the redwoods there? And then I'm like, oh, California redwoods forest. That's where Star Wars was filmed. <laughs> um, and then them crying between her and Larry and Larry just making the whole thing. And then April coming in, why didn't you fire Larry? Crying harder <laughs> and um this is where i run into the where tom talks to ralphio and his sister uh, ron's answer to leslie being the sentimental people in your office will miss you as his comment for her when she tells him they're leaving (laughs) um the concert starts uh the first band saying uh, pawnee's great i ordered a pizza and both the buns were a slice of pizza um ralphio <laughs> no, ordered a burger and ordered and, a burger yeah yeah um two ankle bracelets on ralphio <laughs> <laughs> and how great is him and joan calamezzo are like perfect <laughs> for each other <laughs> they're so perfect for each other um and then ron realizing tammy was near just, she's near i smell her <laughs> um and just everything that comes out of Tammy's mouth is so incredibly funny and vulgar. Trolling for dad D. I will defeat you right into my pants. <laughs> um, uh, Andy and April talking about what it's like to go solo. And Andy's like, I didn't realize going solo would mean I was going to be alone. Um, and then begins to like take April away. Like, let's go over to the ball pit. And we can find your cell phone that I lost. And we'll kind of space. Um, Return of Mouse Rat, awesome. Love the little Sebastian song. Um, Duke Silver. And little Sebastian appearance, too. Yes. 
uh, Duke Silver coming on stage. Um, we still see that Ben still does like Larry, no matter what. Um, yeah. Very concerning. I thought Leslie might leave him for a minute. Um, the Tam and Jam mix, that was disgusting. Like, he literally <laughs> spit water into her mouth. It's <laughs> gross. Um, April and Andy's brilliant idea of getting divorced so they can get married again. Yeah. Um, the Paul Ham appearance at the end was John Ham. John Ham, sorry. Why did I call him? I, I, I guess it's an appearance of a big name. I don't, are they, were they spoofing something? Like, I don't know. I think they just had the chance to bring in a celebrity and maybe he wanted to be involved and that's I get it. That's what maybe, they had for him. He's, a super attractive, successful person, and somehow Larry keeps a job, but Paul Ham can't. I don't know. John Ham. John Ham. I don't know why I keep calling him Paul Ham. John Ham. Um, and Terry, they're still just screwing up left and right. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I, I like John Ham. Great actor. I just didn't quite. It was very random. Very very random to yeah. have him just pop up there. Yeah, that was a a surprise appearance. Um. I had Leslie running into Michelle Obama um, and talking very loudly and then her awkward high five with her. Uh, but great, uh, huge appearance for Michelle Obama to be in this show. Um, Andy, when he looks like he's going to go skateboarding down a San Francisco street, which are almost like straight up and down 90 degree um, or whatever angles. And instead he just pushes the skateboard. <laughs> down it broke. <laughs> Look at it go. <laughs> um and then uh ron smashing one of the chairs that he's building because it was too perfect <laughs> uh they looked uh like machine made um then i love when andy or ben wins uh cones of dunshire and then andy goes this whole company is ours and starts stealing things from people <laughs> you need a haircut <laughs> yeah exactly um then let's see uh tom almost loses his investment um partner after the poor opening um and then uh, leslie being very indecisive so it's great to have ben kind of encourage her uh to pursue her dream um despite how she's like nervous about it um and she understands and tells grant she's going to take the job and then she tells everyone and that the statue who of the founder statue of her um was was a really nice touch and then her quote being added to it only a moron would ever live anywhere other than pawnee indiana <laughs> um several occasions it says <laughs> that she said that so that was great um very ironic um and then yeah the jo joan and john ralphio uh, flirting with each other start dancing on each other G or jeremy jam showing up and then saying he's having a succession rally after the unity concert <laughs> it's really funny that he was organizing that <laughs> uh it's how terrible a person he is um leslie's trying to hire people to work with her um because she can uh but larry's the only person that agrees to um ron saying there's a booth over there selling something called sausage quilts so i'm gonna go buy the booth i love that line um and then ben how happy he is to see letters to cleo perform we've seen him wear that t-shirt over and over usually in his depressed states 
Uh, but then he gets a little wink from the lead singer as well. So I thought that he was like still giddy during all of that. Um, and then Leslie, when she asked Andy and April to come work with her, Andy keeps saying, okay, but April keeps saying no. Um, and then she goes, I like to do nothing with no one. I love you and I hate you and I love you. <laughs> I love that. But she said that to Leslie. Um, yeah, Mouse Rat coming out, performing 5,000 Candles in the Wind. Duke Silver's final performance as well. Um, the initial Tom's uh, restaurant opening looking like a bust, uh, but then everyone starts pouring in um, to the point where Dr. Saperstein uh, legitimately congratulates him and then says he wants to be a real partner uh, with Tom. So I thought that was a nice turnaround uh, for Tom to have a successful business um, after Saperstein destroyed his other one. Um, the Yui selfies of other people, <laughs> Tom with his is always coming up with new awkward words. Like every word he comes up with yeah um and then what were your thoughts and andy asking grant he's like i don't know what you do but you seem powerful and he asked grant to bring back power rangers um was good and then what are your thoughts on the fast forward so we flash forward a month did you think that she was denied the ability to work on the third floor or did you ever did you never think that was actually what had happened? Did they flash forward a month? Yep. Um, or actually, I guess you'd ask you, do you think she's in Chicago or Pawnee? Oh, is that you, if that is the third floor or not? I don't think she's in Pawnee anymore. Because, yeah, we have uh, – they, they proposed the idea to Grant. We're going into the last season, right? Yeah, so then – so she proposes the idea to Grant yep. to stay in Pawnee instead of going to Chicago. We flash forward a month. We don't have any real clarity on where we Context. are. Yeah, right, right, right. And then they flash forward even further three years and yep. still don't really have any sense of where we are because the only person I... we see is Larry and April and Andy. But I – think they leave Pawnee. Um, going into the last season, I think you kind of need some, some just, you need some big moments. And um, I think that would be one way to start is getting out of Pawnee. Um, and then some reason being like a back and forth between Pawnee, you know, that's good. We will get into predictions. We'll save the predictions for, for later at the end. Um, because I just wanted to take, I was more interested in getting your thoughts on um, what do you think of the flash forwards to kind of close out? Are you okay with that? I but, did. I mean, kind of a mature Leslie. Not that she wasn't mature, but she's, you know, it's a, it's a bigger role and she's absolutely stepped up into it. Just the way she carried herself walking into the room, how she was directing things. Like, yes, she did direct things and was, I mean, demanding in Pawnee, I don't know if demanding is the right word, but you know what I mean? But she was kind of confident, confidently demanding and not just r rambling like she sometimes did. So um, I thought it was very interesting, you know, even different hairstyle, different look for her and different way she carried herself all the way around just coming into the room. I mean, she fired somebody. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I didn't like it. I, I like that. 
I like that they kind of, and, and again, I haven't seen all of season seven. I haven't seen anything moving forward. I'm sure it's the same Leslie, but for that three-year jump, they clearly made a noticeable change to her character um, and the way the character was carrying is the attitude of the character in that very short clip. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll get into more predictions at the end, but I was more curious about the, the flash forward. Um, anything you didn't like about the episodes? I know no, Jeremy Jam, I mean, you hate you hate seeing him, but I don't like Jam. I kind of get why he was a necessary opponent, but I, I'm not wild about it. I don't I don't think he was necessary for all these seasons. You know, and even that last part, like I'm gonna have my succession meeting. The succession like, rally, yeah. No one cares. Like no one in town cares. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't love him. Never loved him. Didn't like him. We've known that. Nothing's changed me on that. Um, no, I think I liked it all. You know, you needed episode twenty to, you know, get out that they're having triplets and you know to start to tell everybody. Like it was part of the puzzle, an important episode. Cool to see Ron, you know, kind of grow as a dad and a husband. Um, you see that change, and then what was one long episode to me was was pretty good. You know, neat to see those bands go up the stage, you know, get the little Sebastian song, return to Mousetrat again. Um, it was good. Um, without seeing season seven, I think they could have ended it there. Like, yeah. And, but, I mean, that's without seeing season seven, but almost to me, that was, that almost felt like a show finale to me. So, yeah, I can't remember if. They wouldn't have had to change much to make that a show now. Yeah, so. I I wonder if they weren't fully sure they were coming back for season seven because season seven is also short. It's only like 13 episodes, so they might not have um, been fully expecting to come back. So, um, yeah, you could see it have been a finale uh, if they wanted it to be. Um, so then best side character appearance over the three lot of appearances yeah, there were a lot of appearances i think it's got to be ralphio and his sister i mean they're Mona lisa freaking hilarious every time they go on stage yeah um, great. oh neither of us said it um ben got his job back with the accounting. oh the accounting and then they but they also filed a patent for the and they took the job and turned it down in about 10 uh, about five seconds he's like fastest one yet and he just runs out of it. thank you so i had it written moment. down i that skipped was, over it yeah that was a funny moment but i think you got to go with ralphia and mona lisa that was the best yeah. side they're always great i i my bias is always to pick john ralphio because he steals the the scene every time he's in it um i'm gonna go with joe because i thought his presence in that episode he had a longer uh storyline and it's an introduction to a Donna character, a, a Donna relationship and um, very different type of personality than Donna. So I like that balance and we get, get I think we get to see Donna's um, personality a little bit more with, with a character like that. And I love Keegan-Michael Key. He plays that character really well. Um, and so, yeah, I, I'll, give, I'll give it to Joe because that's a first real introduction to Donna's love life. Um, and I thought that was an interesting decision to make um and i like that character uh favorite character over the three episodes or who who won the three episodes 
I think it's got to, I think to me, it comes down uh, between Ron and Ben. Um, you know, like I said earlier, we see Ron grow as a dad and a husband um, and comes to, comes to Donna's aid, comes to Tom's aid, um, still given advice, you know, jumped on stage as Duke Silver. Um, but Ben, Leslie's always been the person Ben leans on, or yeah, I really think Leslie leaned on Ben, especially to make that decision to take the job and to get through that and be her stress sham wow um, mm-hmm. and just battle for her. So I think it's a toss up between the two of them for me. Yeah, Bron's a good one. I was deciding between that, but I, I think I had to go with Leslie because I think she's she's getting everything she wants out of her career. Um, you know, she, she's moving up. She got to meet some of her idols like Michelle Obama, um, you know, getting the offer, accepting the offer and making that decision for herself, having kids, getting everyone to be like excited for her and all the help. And, um, you know, her, her concert, which she's kind of like running goes off, like really does really well. So like all those things, it's kind of like her send off. Um, so yeah, I think I have to go with Leslie there. Um, and then just your favorite episode before we get into some predictions. I think I'll go with 22. The last episode, it was a good finale. Um, yeah, the concert. And moments, that whole Tam and Jam thing and tripping them up and then the opening at the bar and everything. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I'll go with the one before that the one where they're all in San Francisco because I think a lot of, it was a cool introduction to Grizzle um, because they're going to play a factor moving forward. Um, And then just it's the, it's the moment where Leslie makes the final decision that she's going to take the job. Um, And yeah, just makes that choice. And I think that's a huge, huge moment for her. Um, Tom's bistro is coming together at that time. I know he was like, there's issues, but you're starting to see that that's, that's coming together. Um, but yeah, so I'll go with that um, being my one. So, all right, so we got predictions. There are 13 episodes, similar kind of ending to this one too, where they have part one and part two to, to close it out. What are your predictions for this? We're now three years in the future from when season six ended. So we'll be taking place three years in the future. Um, what are your, what do you think will happen? Tom's restaurants booming. April's the director of parks and rec and Pawnee. Um, Larry's working. Um, what they were supposed to go to Chicago. That's where it was. Yeah. The I think they're in be Chicago basically. and Larry's working for him in Chicago. Um, I think Ben works for um, Grizzle. Um, we have appearances from Ann and um, Chris. Um, about Mark. Sure. I, I think he makes some sort of appearance. 
No, actually, no. I don't think he makes any appearance. No. Okay. I, I, part of me thinks you bring it up. Maybe, maybe he makes an appearance, but he just disappeared off the face of the earth, and they don't even bring up his name. I know. I know. So I don't think. No, I don't think he makes an appearance. Um, I would like to see Tom's girlfriend come back, though. The which one? The doctor. Oh, the one that he was like crushing on and had yeah, the first accent. Yeah, come back with that reaction. <laughs> so poor Tom. Um, those will be I my. I forgot about her. Those will be my predictions for now. I don't know what would be a. I don't know. Yeah, those are what I got for predictions. They did like that. Like you said, I think you might be right. Where they weren't sure they were going to do a season seven, so there's nothing like outside of where are they. There, there wasn't anything else really hanging there got it so, i'm curious right. to see where everybody ends up though yeah it'll be fun um so we so the season is taking place in 2017 it aired yep. in 20 and it aired in 2015 um mm -hmm. just so we'll keep that in mind the way we can do this there's 13 episodes we can either start and do three 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 like we usually do and end with four or we do four to bank to start off and then do three, three, three to close out. How would you, would you prefer to do four to, to, to end it? Yeah, let's do four to end it. All right, cool. So we'll do season one two, or season seven episodes, one, two, and three to start. Um, and that'll be our next time we recap and we'll see if Casey's predictions are end up being right. If any of them are right. Almost done. Almost done. Um, getting close. And then, uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll touch base on what happens in week three in the NBA, uh, in the NFL, see if anything happens with Ben Simmons in the NBA. We'll follow up on the Ryder Cup. And, uh, yeah, season seven, episodes one, two, and three, the next time we get together, hopefully uh, we actually, yeah, in like probably two weeks or so. So uh, we'll talk to you all soon. Thanks for listening.